Welcome back to episode 153 of the It's What It Is podcast. We are live and in color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my name is Otlin. If this is your first time, I have my lovely co-host here, Kibia. And we do this thing where we kind of chit-chat, share our thoughts, feelings, opinions on different topics. Um, we discuss our own personal journeys. We pull from our experiences in life, the lessons we've learned, conversations we've had with each other and others. And yeah, thank you for being a part of the journey. We're going to get the episode started. Um, But first, how have you been feeling, buddy? Uh, For me... Wild weekend, wild weekend, for sure. Um, Yeah, decided that, you know, that was probably the last time that I'm going to be at Caravana if I'm not going to be, like, a part of um, a float or tribe, if you will. Um, And just... Realizing, you know, that I'm a lightweight in the sense of, like, when you think you're you're bigger than you are, or you're harder than you are, or, like, you know, you have more gap, sometimes life will just humble you. Yeah, and I think yeah. that um, this weekend just was a part of that lesson. And as of late, just still been on my grind with with reading, you know. Um, I'm really liking where that's keeping me mentally. Um, And yeah, that's that's how I've been feeling. How How have you been feeling? I've been feeling a lot of things. Yeah? Yeah. A lot of things that I've felt before, but... It's just different because I think I'm in a different headspace. I'm a different version of myself. Right. And so how I connect to things and are different. Mm-hmm. And it's just throwing me off. Right. But I'm loving it here. And I'm also loving the experience of like opening up to myself. Because I think when you open up with other people, you also open up with yourself because things are unlocked within your interaction that maybe would not have been with another person. And so I think when you open yourself up to those experiences with people, um, their impact on that experience can highlight some things that are beautiful and things that are uncomfortable and so yeah I've just kind of been going through that phase in my life right now and it feels good and it feels right I should say that like I feel like I'm I'm getting all the validation and all the reassurance that the direction I'm heading is right for me right now right you know like it feels right I'm not afraid. I think I'm apprehensive and I may get like a little bit resistant, but I'm not afraid. Right. And so it's good. So I've been feeling good. 
I don't feel like I've been worrying or questioning and doubting as much as before because I've opened up myself more to like life and experience and I think my birthday was a big tipping point because I enjoyed it so much I think it's like I wanted it to be a good time it was a good time it was exactly what I wanted it was better than I deserve and I just feel like it only goes up from there right right because that was like a peak and a highlight moment and then You know, the mundane parts of life happen, and then you get another peak in a a different way. So I'm just here living for the peaks, waiting, and just, like, being patient in that in-between time. Right. And that's actually a book, um, in the meantime, by Fiona Levan's end. And I'm actually going to read that book again. I'd like to read it. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to. But you haven't read it? No, I haven't read it. Do you have it? No. I have it. I can give it to you. Because that book is... I have not read it, for sure. It's Faith in the Valley. It's a good one. I think it's so weird. That's a book that's like, it's daily devotionals. And it's, you read these, I'm telling you, whatever day you pick that page, whether it's 152, 156, however you decide to read that book, because you can go chronological day to day. You can pause and come back, and it's just, it hits every time. Right. And I think the first time I actually went through and did it day to day, it's like, it unlocks something. Mm. Because it's just, every, whatever page you're on that day, it just hits. It just hits for whatever but reason. But I, I feel like that's her. Like, she's really good at... Um, making her point and then once she's teaching it to you it's in a way that like the way that it hits like there's no way you can forget it mm-hmm. and it's really impactful because a lot of the times it's like you read or like you meet people or you go through experiences and it's like okay I've learned what I need to learn here and you move on and like sometimes you don't remember that and like you'll have to like repeat lessons but I feel like with her she's she's really good at um what she's trying to say and like how um it seeps in Mm -hmm. at at least for me she's great at that you know I agree I think she also highlights the things that like maybe it's because it's an elder black woman she highlights the the things the moments the trials that you go through as a black woman in a way that you just, you feel it. And it's like, even though you may not have had that experience with her, uh, or that experience she had in the same way, it's like, it, it, it hits deeply. I think, I know she touches all women, but specific to black women who has an understanding of, like, certain cultural norms that we come from in terms of Caribbean upbringing, I think it just, it kind of, like brings it all home and it Mm -hmm. brings it all back for me with her in terms of like someone's words of wisdom that maybe isn't in your inner circle but like you can place them there and it's something you can call on right she's great for that because (coughs) our topic for today excuse me is something closely related to a book written by another black woman brenda jackson The name of the book is Some Like It Hot, and it is an anthology series. I'm currently on the first 
short story within the book. And it's called Main Agenda. And what it did was it triggered a thought pattern for me where I kind of went back to the times in my life based on the one of the characters mm -hmm. in the book or the main character. Um, it brings you back to a moment where you're like, why am I downplaying what I want? Why am I downplaying my desire for whatever it is? Mm -hmm. A raise, a different job, higher learning, um, better communication with the people I already have in my life, opening myself up to new people. Like, maybe you want to switch up your style completely. It's like, why are you holding yourself back from being, like, your full self? And I just... The moments that the character was having reflected moments in my life where I know I did that because of whatever programming and belief I already was set with. Right. I'm like not realizing that I'm downplaying what I truly desire. Right. And I know that's something that she speaks to and she's talked about in like many different scenarios. Mm -hmm. But then to see another black woman who is an elder and then she's an author, which Yanla is as well, and I'm also new to her content, and we're also going through the spiritual journeys that we are in our own lives, and the women, the sister women around us that right. we can see day to day. Yeah. It's like, whoa, it really all does come back full circle. We really are all connected, connected you know? Yeah. I like the lessons um, that I've I've learned from experiencing women like that. But I think, um, to answer your question of one of the reasons why I've played down desires in my life, mm -hmm. um, out of fear, yeah. just of like one that I, I'm working through, um, the love that I have with myself. So at one point, I was very much like, am I even deserving of it? Yeah. So like, it doesn't really make, like, it's great to have that dream, but like, is it achievable? Mm -hmm. So there was a fear of not feeling worthy enough to even like have it. And then also like, just a fear of it going away. Mm -hmm. I feel like, for me, one of my um, inner child things that I'm working through is, like, abandonment. And it's, like, if you are afraid to lose it, then you're not going to want it or desire it because the pain of losing it is greater than wanting it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it, it, makes it, it makes it less shiny in yeah. terms of what you're, what you're going for because the fear of losing it is even greater mm -hmm. at times, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think for me, it's like, I see the ways that I have flourished in my life. And for whatever reason, when it comes to like giving myself my flowers or like giving my, accepting a compliment. Right. It's like from another person is hard, but it's like, what about yourself? Like, do you praise yourself? Do you congratulate yourself? you thank yourself are you grateful for you being here again like are you grateful for the space that you take up are you grateful for the lessons that you've learned like it's a lot because 
you I believe everybody is their worst nightmare. Right. Because you can hinder your goal. You're so hard you on yourself. You can, like, disrupt your own process. Yeah. It really does suck how much people don't realize, like, they affect their own inner world. Right. You know? and Or, or in positive and negative ways. Like, you are... You how you are affects every outcome in your life. The right. way that it is, how you want it to be, where you are emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like all of that matters. And so the times where I feel like I'm like, oh my God, I haven't been good to myself. I haven't been like really loving on me. And I'm like hoping that this person will just like learn how to love me in the right way or try to figure that out and then do it. And then maybe things would just kind of be a bit better in my life. But it's like, but why not start from you? Why not start from addressing what those desires are? True. Or addressing where the triggers are and the trauma lies so that you can heal that stuff. True. So then you can, how would you be able to speak to what you want and desire if you can't speak to like what's blocking you? And what's triggering you. Good question. And what's holding you. You know what I mean? Like, what's held you back thus but far? But to me, like, all as great as those questions are, like, if I'm not ready to work on it, like, those are, are questions I'm not, I may not be ready to answer, you know? And then, mm-hmm. and then you're, you're weighing out the value of the desire. Yeah. And I think right. that when you do that, like... Yeah then anything that's desirable, anything that you ever wanted, when it does come, you're it, you're not holding on to it because you're not appreciating it because you're you're weighing it out. You know, you're not exactly. you're not seeing it for what it is. You're not yeah. being open enough to receive it. It's crazy because the title of the first story in the book that has triggered the episode is main agenda and the whole purpose and what is being reiterated is what this woman's main agenda is. Right. Which is to focus on her career. Love will come later. Okay. So any man who is offering that space for her of vulnerability, of trust, of understanding with a partner to share life with, to do life with, she is not having it because that is not a part of her main agenda. Right. So now it's making me think, like, well, what has mine been? Because if you think of school and you think of what an agenda is, and, like, you think of school and there's a structure and we know what we're going to cover today, how many classes have you gone to and you didn't even get to point two? Right. And it didn't go how you thought it was going to go and how you set out the day. And then you come back the next day and there's a new agenda for the day. And I think sometimes you get caught up in a loop of, like, what have you been focusing on? What is your main agenda? What's the purpose here? What's the intention that you're trying to set for yourself? And, like, with the standpoint and, like, the outlook that you currently have. Mm -hmm. And not even taking in that that could also change. And, like, be edited and drafted and shift through life and, like, your feelings and emotions throughout the day, throughout the hour. Change let alone years. I think that's where it's hard because it's like, as much as I get the purpose of having structure and how like the day or the class is supposed to go, um, like life isn't like that, but it's hard because we've been like, 
so encouraged to like plan this thing yeah. and and have it like you know go this way A to B B to C and mm-hmm. you can't go A to D unless B and C are are there first mm-hmm. and it's like you hold on to like how it's supposed to go what you're supposed to do and it's like I think that's the balance piece that I know for me that I need to work on sometimes with goal setting yeah. because I'm just so focused on I need to get to be like I can't what's the point of pausing yeah you know then you're not gonna get to the end yeah and it's like but sometimes a pause is necessary sometimes the the class does end and we didn't get to to that point and tomorrow we're gonna do a little bit of getting B to C mm-hmm. even though you didn't get to B you know and I think that the thing that's frustrating for me is like um giving up the control yeah. of like allowing it to just be that way no one said that you're not gonna attain the goal it's just not gonna be in the format that you've obviously planned mm-hmm. you know and I think that's one thing that I'm learning about with life like when when you plan God laughs or however that quote goes. It's just like, it's so real because you can put so much good intention. You can have everything down to the wire. Everything can go just as planned and then something just happens and it doesn't go that way. Does that mean that like it's over? Yeah. And I think that's where it becomes hard because what are we most attached to? Like getting the goal the outcome. The outcome or, like, the it other. It being a specific way, though. Yeah. I think that's been my biggest thing is the control of how I thought or how I would like it to be rather than what it is. Right. And how it is and how it's gonna be. Right. You know, like, those questions will be answered when you get there. And I think over time... And how control works, it's like, yeah. Like, no matter how you think it's going to go, maybe it turned out similar to how you wanted, exactly how you wanted, or completely, you know what I mean? Like, out the way. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, what I've realized time and time again is, like, trust in yourself. And, And when you really go inward and take a look at, like, what is speaking to you right now? What is, what are you responding to maybe outwardly, but what's speaking to you? Right. What's triggering you? Because the only reason I can see why you would downplay what you, des- your desire to be loved by someone. This girl has a man who is like healed. He's ready to love on her. And she's like, uh-uh, mm-mm, you are not a part of today. You are not a part of the agenda. Mm-hmm. You are not in the five-year plan, sir. And he's like, so I cannot get in on this plan? You don't think there's any room for me just because I w- it wasn't written that way back then? You don't think we can edit it, we can fine-tune it, make it work? And she's like, uh-uh, why? But that's not what the goal is. And he's like, so you don't want this? And he's, like, and she's like, yeah, but just not yet. He's like, but then when? If not now, then when? Yeah. And is it fair for for him to wait? Yeah. And you also, know? you want it. And I know you do. He's not dumb. <laughs> and that's what his thought bubble in the story is. He's like, I, and she's like, I know he can see my desire. 
And he's like, I know she can see, I can see her desire for it. <laughs> so why is she resisting me? You know, why is she resisting the fact that she wants to be held? Right. That she wants me to pull her closer. When I can sense and see that I, she's craving that. Right. You know, and then right. she's like, I know he can see that that's what I want, but I'm still resisting it. Right, 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 right. right. So it's like this backwards way Back of... Back and forth, yeah. Getting what you want when it's like, if it's there, if the space is there for you to have it, you can have it. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people think that, like, God is, like, playing with you. Right. And it's like, when has God ever played with you in <laughs> your time? He really hasn't. He's done everything how and in the ways it was supposed to happen for you. You know, people always get caught up of, like, it's happening to me. And I think that's when your ego gets... But it's, like, it's really happening for you because when you get to the other side of things, that's... Like, I hate the fact that, like, I get so worked up and then when it all kind of falls into place, I'm like, oh, that's why it had to be duh. like that. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, yeah. Duh. duh. And I think that's what happens. It's, like... You want someone that you can feel vulnerable with. You want someone that's going to pull you in and is going to hold you in the times when you want to be held. I don't think that that's, there's anything wrong with that. Why do we live in a society or a lot of us are bred in and come from environments where that's not really discussed, nor is it like addressed or encouraged to be okay to stay in that space when you feel it. Right. Because it comes up for a reason because you're human and it's there and it's a part of who we are. So why run away from your desire to be held, your desire for intimacy, your desire to be vulnerable? And and especially when you're okay and you do hold that space for other people, why can't you hold that space for yourself? Right. Even with the acknowledgement of that, of that desire. And okay. like seeing a character just block, boom, bat ah get out of here it's like it's triggering it's hard because i can identify like moments where i've done that mm -hmm. and it's like i just am one grateful that like i've learned that but also like it's what's the word i wish that those individuals maybe they didn't have a space to do that but part of me wished that they were patient enough um, to see me in that space or at that time. Like, taking their emotions aside of, like, hey, like, she she's incapable or, like, she's scared or, like, you know, I really mm -hmm. want to see this through. Mm -hmm. Because it makes you feel, like, not worth fighting for. But when you, in turn, fight for yourself, you're like, you know what? This is, this is a space that I want to hold for myself because I hold it for other people. Mm. And eventually, like, as my energy, like, goes through the universe, it's going to bring back people that do um, have time for me, that are patient for me, that are willing to take the time to, like, sit down and talk with me during this time. Because I think we all have, um, like, trauma and things that we're working through, and I feel like duh, sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not. But mm -hmm. for the most part, especially if you're somebody that does it for other people, like, 
the universe has to have your back in providing that for you. Like, that's just what I believe. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think I've just, like, through this book, it just brought up all these questions. And I'm just like, yeah, why do women do that? Why do you downplay, or people in general, but we can speak from women's perspective, and, like, why do you downplay your emotions? Right, Why right. do you downplay what you're feeling? Why do you downplay what's coming up? Why do you downplay the fear? Why don't you want to say that, like, I'm scared, but I'm trying. I'm scared, but I'm open to it. You know, be patient with me. I'll get there. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking the time to, like, express that Um, because it's real and I think you're giving yourself grace and you're loving on yourself when you're able to do that because I think people who genuinely care and want to be there for you will appreciate that and they will see okay maybe this is how this person needs me to show up if you're telling me you're trying then I'm like okay I can work with that you know but if you're resistant if you're like batting me away you're telling me move, get away, I don't want it, then I'm gonna be like, okay, you don't want it. So I think it was interesting to see, like you have to calibrate, edit, and shift your agenda and your perspective on how it should look and how things should go for you, you know, based on where you're at and what you want in life. I think mm. it's important. I also think that it's hard when you're a lot of people are just hyper independent. And you're used to doing things on your own and you don't know how to be interdependent because right. the op- to you the opposite of independence is codependence, which right. is an unhealthier way of being. Whereas if you're interdependent, then I if you scratch my back, I scratch yours. If you need me, I got you. If I need you, you got me. That's not relying on you for my sole absolute like, um, will and ability to live and, like, right. do things. Right, 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 I'm, I can lean on you when I'm maybe weaker in those moments and in the ways that I can't do for myself right now, then maybe you can pour into me in that way and vice versa. I That's think interchangeable. It makes sense when you say that because it also starts off, like, with your relationship with independence like mm-hmm. who you saw and what did that look like to you so if during that time or the people that you see in mirroring that if they never you know inquired about mm-hmm. whatever they wanted or they've always gotten it or never leaned on someone or you never really saw them down like it's gonna be hard to like open that too it's true you know and I think that's the the funny part of life, especially yeah. when you think that you figured it out or like, hey, I moved out, I'm no longer relying on parents and blah blah. And it's like, I did all the things that I said that I was going to do or I'm working towards them or whatever. It's like, you still got to learn balance, honey, because yeah. you still have to be able to do that. People mm-hmm. do it with you. So why yeah. wouldn't it be natural for you to need to do it too? It's true. It's so true. I think... You also have to remember, like, when you're independent, it's great. You're self-reliant. You don't have to answer to anybody. But life isn't meant to be lived alone. And I do think there's something beautiful, 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 beautiful about having someone to live life alongside and to do life with and you're sharing experiences with. 
because you can get stuck in a, a one-track mind in a loop of like your processing and you can be stuck there and you may not be checked you may not have anybody who can check you where you're at or who can correct or influence you in a way that maybe you wouldn't have discovered right and you wouldn't have led yourself down that lane if you didn't have that relationship or those people around you, you know, in your life. I don't think that life is meant to be lived in a single track mm. mind way. Mm. Whether it's like you being hyper independent and not relying on anybody and just you, you, you. But also just like your thought process. Right. You have to be open to like other ways of thinking of making it happen. It can't just be it has to be A, B, C and D. Otherwise right. that's it. It's like, but no, but what about your life experience and this person's life experience? How are you two gonna meet in the middle? Right. Across the board with everybody and that could be family members. We all have different life experiences and thoughts and feelings that we come to each other with mm -hmm. so it's like how you and this person interact has to be your own journey together because you don't know how that's going to go you don't know how they can influence you but if you block yourself out to that then you're missing the whole other half of like a life experience and what makes it worth anything that Facts. i think Facts. like i just think when people come into your life and it's like they're not trying to harm you they're not trying to steer you wrong and you're so resistant like that's something to look at that's something to to pay attention to the areas in your life where you're so resistant to what's being brought in because it's not all bad and i think a lot of us have a one-track mind of like that it's all gonna be bad and right. it's just like hyper vigilant and right. like i can't be hurt i don't want to be harmed to the 10th degree and so you don't know how to like even let a bit in well i get it it's completely scary you know mm -hmm. what i mean but i feel like during the part of like growing and healing and maturing is like being accountable mm -hmm. of despite those fears like you want to try anyway because mm -hmm. to live in that whether you've been doing it up to this point it's gruesome it's torturing like you still have the desires like just because you don't speak them or work towards them like they're not gonna go away so I think that it, it makes you a bit bitter when you don't attain those things and like you don't talk about it and like you don't provide a space to like ask for help or someone offers you and you don't want to take it to get there like I don't think that you'll like you know, the next time that you ponder on it, that, you know, there was a what if of a different outcome, mm -hmm. you know? I agree. It's a lot. It's a lot to decipher. It is. It's a lot to digest, but I think I'm happy that I'm allowing myself to be triggered and I'm allowing these questions to come up because I just know of a time where I was not having it at all. Like, right. None of this could have come up for me before. Right. Or I just completely numb to it, like, not addressing it, not interested, it's not meeting my main agenda right now, and so that can go over there. Right. I don't want to deal with that. And then I've seen how that hasn't helped me either, <laughs> dealing with 
stuff that way. So it's like, no, you have to address it. Let it come up. Right. Let it be what it is. Right. Cry it out if you need to. Ask for the hug if you want it. Receive the hug if it's given. Like, I, like there's just so many things that I've realized I've resisted. And now that I've opened up the space for that, I'm like, whoa. Like, right. How could you do yourself like this? And that's what just has me so mind-boggled of, like, the times where I've accepted less than I deserve, the times where I didn't acknowledge what I deserve, and just, I've been really mean to myself, and I'm trying my best to make up for lost time of where I held, I held myself back, or I just, I just starved myself of mm-hmm. me, or I've starved the people of the real me, I feel, right. to some degree, too. Like, it's I really feel sad. like uh, you you have to forgive yourself, mm-hmm. and like I learned from you, be gentle with yourself and give yourself grace. That like, yeah, you know, sometimes. But as much as I I can say it for other people, I still don't do it for myself. Yeah, sometimes you, know? you got to be reminded because I mm-hmm. I do it too. You know, in the sense of like, sometimes during the the agenda planning your, you know, your feelings or you is not considered in mm-hmm. a part of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like just finding the balance of including all of you with all the decisions that you make so that, like, these moments hurt less, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely. Loved it. Felt that in the soul. Felt it. Felt that combo in the soul. Let us know where you're feeling it. Um, If you haven't already checked out episode 152, we talked about vulnerability, which is closely related to a lot of the things we discussed in this episode. Mm -hmm. But we're going to wrap it here. We love and appreciate all of you. And thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget to interact with us on our Instagram, Blackmagic, B-L-B-C-K-M-A-G-I-Q-U-E. As always, new episodes, Sundays, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Kivia. My lovely co-host, Otlin, is here on the mic. And thank you again for tuning in. We're out, guys. Peace out.